0: Hi, good morning. How are you? It's Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for your everyday life. And this era is about Zen and relationships, relationships as spiritual practice. Mm. I love that so much. Rather than, you know, we sit on the cushion, we go to synagogue, church, Mosque, wherever we go to pray, and that's all of that, so beautiful and so important and wonderful. And we think that is our practice, and then we leave and go back into our life. (sighs) And our life seems separate from our practice, or our relationships seem, oh dear, some of them are difficult, very difficult. And, oh, I don't want to see that person because they're going to bring me down. I don't want to be brought down. That's, you know, interesting, such a common feeling. I want to be with people who lift me, who inspire me, who get who I am and who are on the same path. And that's very normal to want that. And there's nothing wrong with it. That's good. It's great when you have, we call it in Zen a sangha, brother or sister, meaning someone in the community who is on going in the same direction, practicing as you are someone you can share with in a very unique way because you're both in the same pathway, and that's wonderful. Or the same Hevra, or the same congregation, whatever, that's wonderful. However, however, (laughs) or along with that, relationships are our spiritual practice with everyone, everyone. If we try to narrow our worlds, as many often do, and make it just about our world of practice and the people in it, that's a very common thing to do. And I did it myself t- to some extent for many years. That's That was my home base. And that was where I put my focus. For, of course, also my family. So in this podcast, anyway, let us look more deeply at what a relationship really is and how how and why it is our true spiritual teacher, along with everything else. But you know, this idea that I'm going to practice and then I'm going to keep my world perfect with just the right people who inspire me, who so-called meet my needs, so-called. And, um, and I, I want to be very protective of my state of mind. It's so interesting. It's so very interesting. I want to keep myself in a positive state of mind, which of course we do. Excuse me. So the way to do it will be to be very careful not to engage with people who upset me. Now, this is a very, very common delusion and mistake. It's a mistake. And I really think it will be so helpful to explore why is this a mistake. And it's a very common mistake that many of us make. When you view each person as your teacher and what it means to be positive, to love, to care about another Not only, people will say, well, that person is a test. They're testing me. They're nasty. They're abusive. They're this, they're that. And they're just testing me. That's one way to view it. Or the other thing is I've got to fight back, which is another way to respond, which really doesn't take us into a very good or into a very healing spot. We'll deal with that completely in another podcast. But this point here is that every person who comes, can teach you that what's going to cause you pain isn't how they are acting to you. It's how you are perceiving them, how you are responding to them. Your own response is going to cause you the pain, not them. We can't control the whole world and live in a small little part of it. It's our responses to these people And our need from them or what our perceptions of what's happening. If two different people perceive the interaction differently, those two people will have a different response and it will be a completely different interaction for them. So uh, it really, a relationship is a mirror in which we are looking at ourselves, at our own response at what we are silently and often unconsciously demanding from another person. Well, unless you're this way or that way, I won't have anything to do with you. Or unless you're this way or that way, I can't be your friend. All of these unexplored, unexamined, unconscious demands we make on others and on ourselves, by the way, because whatever we're really demanding of others, we are also unconsciously demanding of ourselves. All that we are rejecting in others, we are rejecting in ourselves as well. We may not be aware of it, but that is how it works. And it's very liberating and wonderful and freeing to realize that. This person is a mirror and is a guide and is someone who's come to help me elevate, truly elevate my response to them and to life in general and to open the doors of my heart. And that's a pretty phrase, open the doors of my heart. We hear beautiful phrases like that all the time and they're very uplifting and inspiring at times but what does it really mean? (laughs) What does it really mean? Many of us, it's a very scary thought. What do you mean I'm going to open my door of my heart to somebody who's nasty? No, never. Why would I? I'd be an idiot. I have to protect my heart against people like that. That is the common way to think about it or the usual way to think about it, and that way is incorrect. See, the program we're doing here on... Relationships as spiritual practice. Basically, the root of it is to correct misperceptions about what love is, what a relationship is, and about who we are and how we are. What is it that is going to bring true fulfillment, warmth, connectedness, and happiness in our lives? It's a very important question because most of us, turn to our relationships to make us happy. Well, if this person loves me or approves of me or is close to me, then I feel good about myself and about them, and I don't feel so alone. You hear that again and again and again. But without that other person there who gets me, who approves of me, who accepts me, who's kind to me, I feel very alone. This is what many people feel, and particularly the pandemic has brought that right up into our face because we are, many of us are very quarantined, distant, separated from those we love, or maybe we've had big disagreements with them. I've heard this too about points, and that that has separated us. We cannot tolerate a different viewpoint cannot tolerate. We can, of course, but we refuse to tolerate a different viewpoint, and we make them into an enemy, a villain, and cut them out, cut them out, cut them out. One, two, three. And then we wonder why we feel so alone and so downhearted. It's us. We are separating the world into friends and enemies. It's us. We are refusing, deep down, To just grant each person the right to be who they are at this moment and how they are, and to feel what they feel, and to think what they think. Just doing that, stepping back, and allowing the person to be who they are. And if you really look at it deeply, who are we to allow anybody? I mean, they are who they are. And and they've come into our world confronting us, so to speak, with who they are or revealing who they are. Now, when we can put ourselves to the side for a few moments... And, and and be present for another just as they are, be available to them just as they are, not 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 hating this, loving that, agreeing with this, disagreeing. Just like a mirror, being there, receiving what they are, who they are, and not taking it personally. See that's the very that's the point where the pain starts. Well, what they're doing is a reflection of me. Look how they're being so nasty. That means I'm worthless. It means I'm bad. It means this, that. It doesn't mean anything. It means that they are expressing their state of mind and their state of being at that time. They're really asking for help, although they don't. They wouldn't know that. They wouldn't feel it that way. But if you look at it that way, that they are simply revealing what's going on in them It is not necessarily a reflection in any way of what's so about you. They are just revealing who they are. And what they really need deeply is just to be heard. That's all. You don't even have to agree with them. You have to hear them. You have to receive it. You have to acknowledge it and maybe say, yes, yes, and, you know, I hear you. You could say that out loud or to yourself. Allow yourself to just be in the presence of, of them. Hear them. No judgment. That is so magical. That is so powerful. That is received as an act of love. They will feel loved. if you, Even if you say nothing, if you do adopt that way of being with them at that moment, hear you, yes, okay, I hear you, and and not judge it, not hate it, not reject it, just hear it, that will be received as such an act of love, and believe it or not, that difficulty that they're having, that that it will begin to dissolve, because all it wants is to be heard to be seen, to be somehow welcomed, and then it changes, it goes away. Some, then a whole new aspect will come up, it will just come bubbling up. We think if we fight it and we reject it and we judge it and we go into battle with it, that's what's going to change it. But that's the opposite. When we do that, we're holding it right in place, we're feeding it. We're entering a pattern of anger, mutual anger and distrust, and it keeps something very stuck. It keeps it right there, and it can even intensify the the negative situation. Some people say, "Well, I have to let them. I have to fight back. I have to tell them what I really think. I have to do this or that." But you don't. You're not really hearing them. You're just letting your own automatic knee-jerk reaction come out, the way they are doing, just boom, boom, boom. It's like automatic, bang, bang. And, and nothing is solved or healed in that manner. You're both relating to not the other, but to your own reactions, and you're just giving vent to your own reactions. <sighs> Make space for the other person. Just make space. Let them be. Step these are wonderful images to work with. Step to the side and allow them to be. It almost like you're watching a play in a sense. Sometimes we're in a movie and we or a play, we get very identified with the character. And then we begin to react against them or to them or for them or with them. What we're really doing here is we're relieving or we're releasing that identification and entering a different mode. We're entering a mode of allowing. For instance, if you go to the to the ocean and it's high tide it's coming in and you went purposely so you could be with low tide. But here comes the high tide. Well, that is life itself coming at us in all different ways. High tide, low tide, rain, thunder. And these are, in a sense, all presenting themselves, not personally, but presenting themselves. And when we can be with it all just as it is at that moment, it immediately transforms into something else. Including a relationship, if it's the beach, the high tide, the ocean—it's it. We we experience that as impersonal, not personal. But at most relationships are the same. They're coming out of just reactions arising, reactions arising. Now that is not the heart of a relationship, of course. When we really connect and have what I call a true meeting, that's a whole different situation. But in order to prepare for that and to know what a true meeting with another is, we have to really also be be, prepare for it. It's a good way of putting it. See what isn't that and why most of us say we're so disappointed with relationships. We wanna run away from them. We don't see them as steps along a process of preparing for a true meeting, a true connection, where we deeply touch the heart of ourselves and another. So this is an early step in the process or a step in the process. I don't know early, late, but it's a step in the process and a very, very important step. A very, very important step in finding a completely new way to be with each person, a way that's rooted and based in love and in opening the door to new possibilities together. I see our time is up for today. Um, Thank you for listening. If you want to contact me, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And the, the workshop program that we're doing based on these principles, based on the simple laws of love and on transforming our relationships into spiritual practice. The next one is February 13th, a week from Sunday on Zoom from 1 to 2.30. And if you'd like to more information about it, you can contact me or you could go to simplelawsoflove.com. And um, thank you for listening and being part of our, our podcast community. I I'm grateful to you, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share. So the, the as you know, the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Okay, have a beautiful day. Be well. Bye-bye.